time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. This is Roswell G. Flemington. 220 pounds of gristle, lung tissue, and sound decibels. He is, as you have perceived, a noisy man. One of a breed who substitutes volume for substance, sound for significance, and shouting to cover up the readily apparent phenomena that he is nothing more than an overweight and aging perennial sea scout whose noise-making is in inverse ratio to his competence and to his character. But soon our would-be admiral of the fleet will embark on another voyage. This one is an uncharted and twisting stream that heads for a distant port called the Twilight Zone. Episode number 147 of the Twilight Zone was Sounds and Silences. And uh, Sean, I call this one uh, 22 minutes of a guy yelling. I swear to God, I thought we just went through this a couple weeks ago with um, the episode with the car that like was honking for half the episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a problem, too. Um, yeah, could not stand this really limping towards the end of old Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, you look at the episodes that we have left. Uh, there aren't a whole lot of gems in, in there. There are. There's there's one, uh, you know, stopover in a quiet town is a is a fun one. Yeah, I th- that was definitely always one of my favorites uh, over the years. But yeah, all the other ones and like three of them are uh, actually four of them, including this one directed by Richard Donner. Yeah. And um, there's uh, there's one next week that we'll talk about where it, it's it's one of those where um uh, you know, Rod Serling decided, you know, I already did a a, a dummy episode, but <laughs> what the hell, I'll do it. I'll do another one. Well, there's a lot of dummy episodes for the rest of the season. Uh, so this episode centers around Roswell Flemington, which, if there ever was a Twilight Zone name, uh, oh my gosh, th- this is it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and he uh, he runs a model making company. And for one thing, I mean, I don't know, maybe the Ravel family is, uh, you know, living it up somewhere. That That's the thing that, that jumped out at me. Like, not only does he have enough money, uh, is he making enough money making models that, um, you know, he can make a living doing that. Yeah. But he's buying like all these all these like naval, uh, <laughs> you know, artifacts uh, like he, he's got like an engine room telegraph, you know, the thing with the handle, the round thing with the handle. Yeah. Uh, I want one of those. This is you in a, in an alternate dimension. Like there for <laughs> the, the grace of God, go you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I have a model. I, I don't have, a, <laughs> a, I, I don't have a model making company. Um, but, but, but yeah, uh, it's a slippery he also slope. Has, he also has like like shells from presumably a battleship because they're they're freaking huge and like he's got he's got two of them like frank, fl- flanking his doorway. That's easy for me to say. Uh, <laughs> and, and like I'm just watching this and, and like his his office is like decorated to look like um, you know like the, uh, the 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 captain's cabin at the end of uh, at the end of like a frigate from the 1800s. And I'm like, how 
is he making enough money to be able to do this? If, if nothing else, like this guy lived in the wrong time because if he did all this himself, he could have had a kick-ass DIY YouTube channel about how to do stuff. Now, yeah, like, do they ever actually say what his job is? Does he own? Oh, he he works for the well. He he runs the like Roswell Flemington Model Ship Company. I think okay, is, is okay. Then what it's called? There you go. Because I was wondering what his uh, like if he had uh, military money or something like that. Because they he talks about how like the highest uh, achievement he ever had was you know apprentice in the navy. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing you know I mean maybe he he did he did the whole like 20 years and uh, and and he's got a nice sweet navy pension coming in every <laughs> month. But uh, I'm I, I'm doubting your your pension would be all that spectacular if you were just an apprentice. Yeah, probably not. No, uh, he he never made it to uh, the rank of master, just like Anakin. Ah, poor guy. And just like him, Roswell G. Flemington killed a whole bunch of younglings one time. He, he did, yes. Um, uh, so we, we we meet him, and um, so he's he's got this you know office with the people. And and by the way, it's worth pointing out that uh, this model ship company that he runs has a lot of overhead because he pays <laughs> like at least four full time employees, and I don't see any of them. Uh, either building or even designing a model no. ship. <laughs> so, you know, nowadays you could run that with, uh, you know, with like one person in, in the back room. Somehow at this point he has like four. You know, jobs were plentiful back then. That That's true. So, but, but his whole office is like, you know, decked out to be like a ship and he's, he's, you know, barking orders at people all the time. He's got like a, uh, I, I'm not even sure what you'd call it because it's not really a nautical thing. It's just like a, it, almost like a uh, like an altar that that he addresses the troops from. So weird. I it, it is it is pretty remarkable how um, I don't know. It really is like in an alternate dimension because there's always something a little off, and of course a lot of it is because it was filmed 60 years ago, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It just seems like this does not take place on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know, my my wife and I always have the uh, Rift Tracks channel, uh, which you should, yeah. you should check out, uh, you know, just running in the background. It's it's the soundtrack of our lives. <laughs> and there's uh, there, there's one movie that was uh, uh, from the 50s called Attack of the Puppet People. And it's as you might guess, it's really bad. <laughs> but, uh, it sounds awesome. That, that's a guy who runs a, a puppet, uh, you know, a company that makes puppets, obviously. And he has himself and one employee. You know, that makes sense. I could, I could see that. This guy has like a whole a whole team of people just doing working for a model ship company, doing things unrelated to making model ships. But uh, it the the basically the point is it's a it's a noisy hellscape in in the office because he insists on having you know loud things going on at all times like uh you know you might when you uh when you take a nap you might put on you know like some soothing nature sounds or something he's sure. got the the uss missouri uh <laughs> bombarding okinawa like somehow somehow he's got a record of that 
that he actually plays just to have on in the background. And it was and a very a, important a position in the Navy to record that. Right. To record yeah, not, battles not only as they're record happening. it, but release it as an album. <laughs> I love track um, four. And then at one point, like j- just to show like how dysfunctional his life is, uh, somebody's trying to call the model ship company, and like he's he's got that playing in the background, and he can't be <laughs> he can't be bothered to turn that off so that no. know, the person can answer the phone. It almost makes you wonder how the heck did he end up like this? Yeah, and, and that's a. I, I feel like if I. You know, after after this podcast experience, like I might want to write a book about the Twilight Zone, specifically yeah. about like the interpersonal relationships and how these people could possibly <laughs> have been involved with each other and, and you know, <laughs> gotten together because I, uh, he's somehow he's married. <clears throat> I and, imagine um, they met in a like very noisy place. And then until they got married, he only took her out on dates in very noisy places. So she couldn't really tell the difference. She just thought it made sense. Uh, I, I, there almost couldn't be another explanation for for how (laughs) they they got together. And, um, I, I, I put this on her a little bit, you know, not, not to victim blame here, but, uh, apparently they, they, at one point, you know, he mentions that they've been married for 20 years or (laughs) she does. Somebody mentions that they were married for 20 years. Uh, at some point, not to sound like Kanye West, at some point, like it's on you. You gotta, you gotta get out of that relationship. Twenty years, and I do like how she says, "Consider yourself dumped." Right, right. <laughs> like you've been married for twenty years, it's a little bit more, uh, a little bit more impactful than dumped. Man, I just got it, dumped by my wife for twenty years. It's like when uh, Homer says, "Welcome to Dumpsville, population you." Yes, that, that's basically uh, how the. How the divorce goes down. Um, <laughs> so uh, at, at what point Roswell is talking about, uh, you know, basically he's talking to his wife about how much he hates her for some reason. Actually, <laughs> this, is why, this is what I don't get. Um, like you should you should know, like you should you should be self-aware enough to know what's happening here. Yeah, 100%. He's making his life, he's making her life a a living hell, which is just this constant noise. And he's acting like she's offended him in some way. He's he's a real caricature. Um, Yeah. (laughs) uh, And the thing is, like, I don't know, we'll get to the end of this episode, but I don't know. It's just such objectionable characters they have sometimes, <laughs> and they don't get enough of their comeuppance at the end. Right, yeah. Because we, we do get a little glimpse of the backstory, because uh, Roswell talks about how his mom just would not allow any noise at all in the home, yeah. uh, to the point where he makes a, a point of saying that uh, his mom made made him eat brownies instead of <laughs> cookies because they were more quiet. And I'm hearing that and saying... Hey, mom made brownies. That's that's cool. <laughs> oh, you know what? I completely missed that. I thought it was brownies, only brownies he could eat. That's why he's so fat. I didn't know it was brownies instead of cookies. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that may be it that, that maybe uh, that that's just all she made uh, in general. Um, but uh, but no, he did. He did say that uh, she made him eat brownies instead of cookies. And I'm like, well, you know, Got the brownies it. Are that makes a little bit more sense. You're complaining because you had brownies growing up. I mean, that's pretty pretty nice. That that, that's pretty entitled, right there. 
<laughs> um, but he uh, he decided that as an adult he was going to compensate for that, and uh, that's why he he joined the navy and headed out to sea, and why he's decided he's going to burn literally everybody around him with nonstop noise. Nonstop. I mean. Maybe the job market is pretty bad back then that these four people that are working with him um, mm-hmm. stick around in that in that hostile work environment. Right. And so, um, yeah, I yeah, I, I mean, it's the 60s. So, I, you know, now I feel bad here. here <laughs> I was putting it on her. I'm like, you know, it is the 60s. It, it probably literally would have been virtually impossible for that poor woman to get a get a divorce. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah. because it's the 60s, she's just so hysterical. It's probably her fault anyway. Probably so. So I <laughs> I apologize. I, I, did, I don't even remember uh, her name. She may not even have one. She's just, she's just his <laughs> wife. Um, uh, I apologize. You, you to were, Mrs. Flemington. Yeah, yeah for, for Mrs. Flemington. She, she deserved better. Uh, oh, look at that. The actress who played Miss Flemington, the voice of Jane Jetson. Really? For uh, from sixty two to sixty three, I don't know if that was the entire run of the Jetsons. <laughs> uh, by by the way, somebody uh, not not to get down a a rabbit hole here, but somebody uh, it was a comedian on TikTok that was talking about the Jetsons. Yeah, and they pointed out that if um, uh, because of the ages that like all the characters are supposed to be, <laughs> like when uh, Jane had um, uh, whatever the daughter's name is, uh, she would have been like fourteen. Oh my God. And George Jetson would have been like in his twenties, based, based <laughs> on like all the all the ages that like. Oh, that is a disturbing wrinkle. <laughs> yeah, that, that's more disturbing than the idea that the Jetsons and the uh, f- uh, the Flintstones are going on at the same time. It's just that the Jetsons are in the sky and the 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 Flintstones <laughs> are like post apocalyptic wasteland after whatever happened on Earth. Yeah, I mean, they did meet that one time, so. They, they they did and and them meeting makes a lot more sense. Yes, uh, if absolutely. if that's actually the true if that's actually uh, what happened. So uh, so his wife decides to she's she's had enough and she's she's going to leave him. And after that, uh, every noise uh, is is just excruciatingly painful for him. Um, yeah, which is which is nice comeuppance for him. Not <laughs> enough, but but a nice one. And so he goes to the doctor and um, the doctor basically convinces him that, uh, you know, you can just you can beat this. It's 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 all mind over matter. And so yeah. uh, he, you know, just just thinks about it and um, bada bing, bada boom, the, the problem <laughs> goes away. And so he um, he ends up seeing his wife again because she's uh, coming to get her stuff and uh he basically just mentally decides I'm I'm going to block her out completely. And so then he can't hear her. And he's like, oh, this is the coolest thing in the world until he realizes that he literally can't hear anything. I mean, you know, I guess a, a prison of your own making is uh, come up and it's enough. I, th- I think so. Uh, I think especially since he since the only thing he liked was noise and now he's been robbed of it. Uh, yeah, we we can call that comeuppance. I mean, it, it's it's not going to make up for twenty years of uh, mistreating uh, what's her name, his wife. But you know, it, it's a start. 
For sure. And I hate to, you know, usually I'm, I'm not the, the one searching for practicalities here, but have we have we investigated the possibility that he just went deaf from years of listening to loud noises? Uh, you know, that that's the that's probably the most likely explanation. <laughs> what if it was just a matter of matter of fact, like medical issue? Ooh, the Twilight Zone. Because in the, in the very last scene, like, uh, uh, you know, Serling, as you'll hear in just a moment, uh, he's talking <laughs> about how uh, Flemington spent like the rest of his life in a mental institution. Um you know, asking people to, to to make noise because he couldn't hear anything. And as Sterling is saying that, I don't know if you noticed this as you were watching it, you could see like all the stuff in his apartment like shaking because yeah. he turned the volume way up on whatever he was trying to play. Um, you know, probably the launch of a Saturn V or something. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I think, you know, they, they made this uh, they made this big deal about it probably at the end of the day. You know, the reason he, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, the reason everything was causing him so much pain is it was his ears just just finally giving out and then he couldn't hear anything after that. So, yeah, that's probably what happened. He probably just made himself deaf. The real Twilight Zone is (laughs) is auditory degeneration. When last heard from, Mr. Roswell G. Flemington was in a sanitarium pleading with the medical staff to make some noise. They, of course, believed the case to be a rather tragic aberration. A man's mind becoming unhinged. And for this, they'll give him pills, therapy, and rest. Little do they realize that all Mr. Flemington is suffering from is a case of poetic justice. Tonight's tale of sounds and silences from the Twilight Zone. Gabatron?